Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, along with your co-host, the infamous John Gassman, hmm. aka JG. How you doing, JG? Saturday night, man. Yes, as long as you don't sing it's another Saturday night, I'm good. <laughs> no, I won't do that. So, gut wisdom, what are we? We are going to help you think, our listeners. We're going to give you some real wisdoms to help you in your personal and professional lives. And we do that every Saturday night, and that's why it's Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. What have, What's going on, JG? What are we doing tonight? We're going to talk about how to take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. How? And we have a special speaker tonight, our good friend Shep Hyken. Tell us about Shep Hyken. Uh, he's a customer service expert. I know him from many, many years ago from Strategic Coach. Mm-hmm. Helped me and our old company with a lot of different issues. And he's just a rock star in really learning how to deal with people, how to communicate, how to, how to help people be better. Well, he wrote a great book. A couple of great books. Well, that's true. What's First his book latest? I, oh, the latest one is Amaze Every Customer Every Time. Right. And what we'll do tonight is not just talk about customers in the truest sense of customers, but looking at people that you work with as your customers, absolutely, people who you live with as your customers. And the name of the game, folks, is really creating extraordinary experiences, leaving others Mm. with valuable experience and has nothing. It's not it's not uh, this. um, What do we want to call it? Specific only to business. How do you go about leaving others with valuable experience? But you're right. When we come back with Shep, we are going to talk about specifically with him and his experience and how he's helped companies and employees in those companies really tackle customer service. So we'll get with Shep as soon as we come back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes. Live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everyone. And if you're just tuning in, I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co host, John Gassman. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, JG. What's (laughs) up? You're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio That Resonates. JG, what's happening tonight? It's Saturday night. Wow, big night tonight. And uh, I hope you've gotten over your jet lag from uh, yesterday when you flew in. But On the uh, red eye? No, oh no, no. Still a little bleary-eyed. Right, but we're going to give our listeners an amazing show as we talk about how to... Everything, yes. Yes, we're going to talk about how to take the ordinary, make it extraordinary, create moments of magic, and you know, talk about customer service, both internal and external. And yes. We have a special guest, a uh, dear friend of mine, uh, that I know probably over 10, 15 years, uh, Shep Hyken will be joining us momentarily. He's the author of some great books. I would tell you, run out and buy all of his books, Moments of Magic, How to Be a Star with Your Customers and Keep Them Forever. Uh, his latest one is Amaze Every Customer Every Time. And again, I want to reiterate, this isn't just talking about you know, your external customers. You have internal customers, the people you work with. And this is just about how to live a great life and treat people with respect and dignity. Yeah. You know, well, how to raise it'll be, them up. Exactly. So Shep will give us some great principles about, of course, if we have customers. But yeah. for our listeners out there, if you don't have customers, we're going to get you to think a little bit differently about who your customers may actually be that you wouldn't even think about. Mm. I'm this excited. Me too. I'm excited. Okay, I'm are we ready for Shep? I think we are. Can we get Shep on the line? Let's bring him. Here we go. Shep, you there? 
I'm here. Oh hey, my gosh. Shep. How are you? Which side <laughs> of the world are you in these days? Today, I am actually at home, which is rare. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, right in the middle of the country. We know where that is. I have a daughter in St. Louis right now. Yeah, what's she doing here? <laughs> She's going to be graduating with her law degree and her master's, her MBA from uh, Wash U this May. Wow. So she's smart. She's delicious. She's amazing. <laughs> she's she, delicious. She, she's wow. a rock, she's a rock star. Yeah, she's and, a good kid, uh, a leader. We're so we're so excited wow. to have you here. You know, you are the uh, probably the world renowned customer experience expert. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was reading the other day, and uh, you don't have to answer to this, but I was talking to Deirdre about this. I said, you know, did you see that? YouTube post about the Uber CEO. He got in that heated argument with one of his drivers. Oh my gosh, what a terrible yeah. situation mm-hmm. to have, um, you know, first of all, been recorded. It's live. And uh, to treat somebody with the way this driver was treated, regardless of whether he was right, wrong, or indifferent, I mean, talk about customer service, how you treat people. It was just. Well, think about it. it how it you treat awful, right? You treat your employees that way. What are your expectations of how, in that case, how's that Uber driver treating the next customer that gets in for a ride? You think he's happy and uh, delivering a great experience? Probably not. Yeah. So, so with that, let me let me start by asking. Give us a little background, Shep, about yourself. How you became interested in customer service. And the cus- and and having a great customer experience. Sure. Well, you know, I actually started my first business when I was twelve. Uh, I was a birthday party magician, and I came <laughs> wow. home from doing my first magic show. Yeah, age twelve. There were about twenty little kids, about six years old, all in front of me. I I probably did about a forty-five minute magic show, and I was paid a whopping sixteen dollars for this show. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot for a little kid, you know, way back then. Uh, but uh, I, I came home, and my mom said, after dinner, go write a thank you note. My dad said, great idea. He always wanted to up my mom by at least one. He said, next week after they have received their thank you note, pick up the phone and call the parents. Make sure they were happy. And that's a great idea, Dad. And he says, then get feedback. Find out what they liked about the show or what they didn't like. And mm. if they were happy... Uh, you mentioned that the little boy you performed for had a sister. Ask uh, if that sister is going to have a party. And ask for the names and numbers of the parents that were there watching the show in the back of the room. And yeah. and guess what? I did all of that, and I was all of a sudden doing magic shows. And I learned uh, awesome. you say thank you, you show up early, you uh-huh. always give the customer a little more than they thought they were going to get. There's in different ways to do it. And get feedback. These are all the principles that we talk about today for major corporations Mm. and uh, my parents so they kind of rooted me in this I didn't even know it was called customer service Um, I worked at a gas station uh, self-serve gas station where you sit inside and collect the money and one day an elderly woman pulled up um, and this is when I was in college and I actually ran out to help her it was freezing outside she must have been 90 years old and I came back in and my manager said why did you do that I said, what do you mean? He says, she's going to expect that the next time. I go, well, sir, she was an older woman. I didn't want her to slip on the ice. It was freezing outside. I just thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, anyway, I believe that she's probably going to come back next time instead of the station across the street or caddy corner to us because we gave her a better experience. And again, this was before I knew it was customer service. This is just what I love to do. 
and what my parents taught me to do. So yeah. that's really how it started. Uh, back in 1983, much uh, long time before you were even born, Deirdre, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. Um, thank you, Shep. Well, the last time you saw Deirdre was at the C-suite in California. You know, she's gotten a little older, but she gets better with age, you know, oh, like fine bottle she, of wine. Oh, I, uh, I anyway, like that, JG. JG, I don't know what you're doing Saturday night, but I know it's not going to be with Deirdre. <laughs> Correct. He will not be getting so, the extraordinary experience. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he is going to get an extraordinary experience. It's just not going to be a good one when we're off this call. But, but no, seriously, in 83, I started my business, and I decided to become a professional speaker. I had a, you know, I besides birthday parties, I worked in nightclubs and had gone to college and had a little business experience and had jobs. And I wrote a speech about customer service. I did my research, and really that's where it all started because that was my passion. And here we are today, many years later, and uh, I'm still talking about it, still writing about it, and still helping companies deliver amazing service. You sure are. I'm curious, Shep. First of all, I did not know about the uh, early childhood years. I think that's fascinating. I thought he was a hockey player at one time. Well, I did that too. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That's I, true. And I but wait. still do magic tricks. I still <laughs> you play still hockey. do magic tricks. Okay, this is good I to do. know because I'm having a birthday party. No, just kidding. So, I'm, <laughs> Shep, I'm curious. What do you think um, some of the biggest trends are like now, currently, in customer service? Well, outside of companies trying to develop a better customer experience with people interacting with people, and that's all about training, there's some really cool things coming down. Uh, number one, uh, we're able to amass data on our customers. We're able to track what they buy from us, when they buy from us, how often, what they like, what they don't like. And we are able to use that data. And if we use it the right way, we can create a personalized experience. And personalization is a huge trend in today's service. Giving somebody a personalized experience will endear them to the to the company even more so and create that uh, confidence and loyalty that we're looking for. That's one area. Um, another area I think that's really, really strong is um, well, I think a big trend is that customers more than ever are expecting a higher level of service. And we for can talk sure. about that for the whole show. Yeah. Right. And you know who sets the bar? Who? The customer. I mean, well, well, no, the companies that are rock stars set the bar. Oh, sure. You go, you know, so we're, you know, I know that uh, I might be in the restaurant business, but you know what? I'm not only going to be compared to another restaurant down the street for service. My customer is going to compare me to the great person that helped them in the department store with their clothes or mm -hmm. to the hotel they stayed at a month ago on their vacation and had an incredible service experience. So these rock star companies like Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons, mm -hmm. uh, Amazon, Zappos, American Express, uh, eight, well, uh, we go on with the A's. They go on forever. Uh, <laughs> Ace Hardware, one of my favorite companies, who's not necessarily the recognized rock star, but when you think about it, boy, they're solid as a rock. These companies set the bar high. And while other companies are doing better, they're still not meeting what the current customer's expectations are. And eventually they'll catch up. Uh, but that's what's happened. That's a huge trend. So those are a couple of big ones. We can talk about trends. There's a lot of them. And you know what's also fascinating about what you're saying? I think a lot of this has to do with culture, the company's culture. And Peter Drucker, I think, was the one who's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, he was the one who said culture eats strategy for breakfast. 
all right, the time. Right. And it all starts yep. at the top with how you treat the people inside and how they're going to treat the people inside is how they're going to treat the people outside. And, and, I, and I'm going to agree, but I'll also add this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have employees that are not treated well, right? The leaders haven't had the great leadership training. The leaders are just who they are. They haven't met me yet. Correct. Mm -hmm. And yet it's really about who the person is, because if you're a person of service and you and that doesn't mean, you know, you're not following a great example. Let's say the boss is horrible. Mm -hmm. I was in Charlotte last week before I was in California this week and there was a taxi cab driver who drove me about 40 minutes to a speaking engagement and then he was so nice I had asked him if you know would you if you give me your card would you be able to pick me up I'll be done in about three hours not only did he come back when I called him he knew I was exhausted and asked me if I was hungry and I said how did you know I said I'm starving he said do you like fried chicken I said I love fried chicken he said this place over here is the best fried chicken in Charlotte. And I, I was like, really? He said, I figured you might be hungry. I said, let's go. Then I wanted to buy him the fried chicken. But then mm. you know what? They only took cash. I had an ATM card. Do you know what he did? Next step, I've got cash. You could just give it to me back when you pay me, you know, by uh-huh. the grant. That's customer service. I have no idea if he was trained to be that way, but I could tell you after having deep, you know, really good, cab conversation his name is you if anybody wants to know it's who he is as a person yeah that's amazing that that's true that was taking an, an experience. ordinary experience and making it extraordinary yeah yeah have you heard my cab driver story no oh wow well if you go to my website hyken.com h-y-k-e-n there's a video uh-huh. right in the very first page click on it and you'll hear my cab driver story. You know, I was kind of hoping you would tell me he was going to stop off at Chick-fil-A. I love oh, no. Chick-fil-A. Oh, no. No, he took me to the most authentic fried chicken place oh, in yeah. Charlotte. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And it was my pleasure to buy it for him. And that whole scenario where I didn't have the cash, but he didn't. He was going to. It was just oh, that's a, beautiful, a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful story. So, Shep, we're going to ask you to hold on. We don't want you to go away. But we do have to take a quick break for news, traffic, and weather. You're listening to Got Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. When we come back, Shep Hyken is still with us. We're talking about taking the ordinary, making it extraordinary with Shep's incredible wisdoms. Yeah, creating moments of magic is the title of his book, uh, one of his first books. Yeah, and uh, that's what it's all about: is creating moments of magic, not moments of misery. And we'll get Shep to actually define, you know, what the difference is. And, you know, what's the difference between loyal customers versus, um, what's the other term he uses? Um, if not loyal. Satisfied. Well, satisfied. Satisfied. Yeah. I also Big think, difference. right. And, you know, there's the raving customer. We all want the raving customer as opposed to the raging customer. So we'll be getting uh, right back with Shep right after these messages. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com, and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. 
Hey everybody, we're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates here on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm John Gassman along with the hostess for the most is Deirdre Koppelman. Say hi, Dee. Hello. And uh, we have an amazing guest tonight, Shep Hyken. But before we bring Shep back, yeah. I just wanted to share with everybody, if you want to listen to prior episodes and shows, or if you want to read our blog, just go to our website, gutwisdom.com. And remember, it's with a Z. G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M. Yep. And you could see all of the news that's fit to print on our website. Yes. And we love to hear your feedback. Uh, please email us at dk at gutwisdom.com. You could say it, Deirdre. Yes. Always, I JG always give out says email. email. JG always says email us, and for some reason it's dk at gutwisdom.com. And I will add, I have received this past week so many emails, uh, and we're very grateful for the listeners that are listening and listening every single week. And for those of you that uh, wrote to me and you want a free copy of our book, our first mm, book. What's the name of it? Say No to Drama. You can also put in the email to me that you'd like a free copy and we'll send you one. Love it. That's service. That is. Ama- With a smile. You, yes, you're an amazing, and you'll autograph it? Oh, yeah. We're going to write to every listener. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's one thing for sure. Deirdre writes to everybody. You know, she loves... It's all about... You love people. Meaningful. It yeah. has to be meaningful yes. or I don't do it. And you create lifelong relationships with people. We've had people on the show that just have popped up because they wrote an email to you. <laughs> I know. And they're just rock stars, just amazing people. So yes, right they before are. the break... Uh, we were chatting with Shep Hyken, who is the author of Amaze Every Customer, Every Time. He's got tips, tricks, tools, resources that uh, he can help companies with and people with, yes. just in terms of how to be better, how to treat people better. What was the golden rule? Um, Do unto others as you would like done unto you. I love it. So that's that's probably a motto that uh, we, we should all strive our, for. Yeah, absolutely. So right before the break, we shared, I, I had a couple of thoughts. One was, uh, what's the difference between Shep, and this is in all of your books, and you constantly talk about this, a moment of magic versus a moment of misery? Sure. Mm. Well, the moment of misery is a complaint, a problem, uh, an issue. It's any interaction that you have that doesn't go well. Maybe you just uh, go in to buy something and the person who sells you, takes your money, gives you your product, whatever, they don't smile. They're not friendly. A moment of magic is a positive experience. And people think of magic as like, wow, blow me away. Well, my version of magic is anything better than just okay. Okay or satisfactory, by the way, is a moment of mediocrity, but Mm. a moment of magic Mm. is just a little better than that. And, you know, it can be much better than that. It can be huge and over the top, but most of the time when companies provide you an over-the-top level of service, it's because there was a problem. Um, It's, you know, like, gosh, I have a catastrophe. Can you help me? I have a complaint. Oh, man, I'm so glad you handled the way you did. Thank you. But you can't wait for those times to fall in your lap. So just every day predictably and consistently, just be a little better than average. When you do it all the time, you're amazing. Yeah. That, and I would say also inside, Shep, to the people that you work with. 100%. So the first thing I heard you guys talking about at the very top of the show, at least my interview segment with you guys, was you talked about what happened with Uber. Yeah. How uh, this driver was basically you know, criticized, yelled at, you know, whatever. So imagine this. 
There's an old saying, I saw it on a T-shirt, it says, the beatings won't stop until your morale gets better. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, the beatings that. won't stop, the beating won't stop until the morale gets better. Right. Mm, that's and, profound. And, 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 Right. Well, I didn't say it. I just saw it on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark it quickly. <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, here's the point. You can't take somebody in the back and verbally beat them up and tell them they're doing a lousy job and say, now get out there and be nice to the customer. Exactly. So you mentioned that golden rule, doing to others as you would want done unto yourself. Um, there's another rule, by the way, called the platinum rule, which is uh, by my friend Tony Alessandra, who said, mm. do unto others as they want done unto themselves. In other words, treat people the way they want to be treated. But internally, with your own employees and your colleagues at work, I have something I call the employee golden rule, which is to do unto the people you work with or your employees as you would want them to do unto their customer. And Exactly. And, and doesn't the Ritz-Carlton, I believe I read somewhere, they say, we are ladies and gentlemen serving yep. ladies and gentlemen. It's treating, Nine right? words long. Right. Exactly. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I love that expression. And actually, uh, Horst Schultz, who was the president of the Ritz-Carlton back when they became a major chain, uh, he is the one that came up with that. And you won't believe this. He came up with it in high school when he wrote a paper. His parents had a small hotel. Mm -hmm. And he wrote, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And a kid in high school went on to become the president of the Ritz-Carlton. Huh. How cool is that? Right, because the, because the belief is you can't turn on genuine kindness and respect right, in, to a customer if you're treating the people you work with right, in a nasty, unfriendly, awful way. So what are you supposed to do, be this miserable person to work with and then all of a sudden you're switching on a light and oh hello my pleasure sure no problem it doesn't work that way yep yep yeah so it's incongruent behavior is what it is you can't expect you know what's happening on the end here's one you can trademark actually i already have <laughs> I, uh, you can't you can't you can't uh let's what's the line what's happening on the inside of an organization is going to be felt on the outside by the customer totally could not agree anymore. Yeah, we have, you know, and it reminds me of a client, Deirdre, that we worked with many years ago where, you know, and, and Shep, correct me if I'm wrong or I get this incorrect, but you always say, if I've read it correctly, that there is no such thing as a customer service department. Everybody's in customer service. Mm. Is that, is that right. how it goes? It it's not a department, it's a philosophy. It's right. not a department, and it's, it's a philosophy. It's to be embraced by everyone. Mm -hmm. right. And by the way, look at the best companies. Um, you familiar with Glassdoor.com? Sure. <laughs> right. That's where, yeah. that's where employees rate the leadership of a company. They say, yeah. this is a great place to work here. I love my CEO. I love my boss, whatever. So that's Glassdoor.com. You get the highest rated companies on Glassdoor.com and compare them to the highest rated companies in customer service. And guess, guess what? There's a lot of the same companies. A huge number percentage of those companies are on the same. You know why? Because they figured it out. You know, you mentioned culture earlier. The culture that they have created yeah. is all about customer service, and that starts inside. And we were, and you are so 
on Shep as always. Yeah. And uh, we worked with a company. I'll never forget this years ago, D, where we came in and they had a special department, a customer service department that answered calls, fulfilled I'm, orders. I'm sitting here looking at yeah, you, you wondering. Who we're what, talking well, about. I'm not sure no. yet because there have been many companies that we've worked with. But so boss, my eyes are a but little the boss scrunched. Was, was a bully, little, but was this the bully yeah, boss one? This, this oh. is, go back to the old segment about the bully boss. Yeah. And, you know, what happened inside that company, the customers could actually feel it on the other side of that phone right. when you they spoke to it. the people mm-hmm. in customer service because they were constantly berated. Yep. They were they they were constantly cut at their knees for things they did, quote, wrong. Right. And, um, you know, it really trickled down from the top, yeah. you know, from the CEO, from the founder, the visionary all throughout. And really what it came down to was he was in the wrong job. He was a great visionary, True. but he wasn't a vision runner. He needed someone to really run the company he for him. He was more than just not a vision runner. He just was a bully boss. Shep, question. <laughs> How do people get hold of you? Oh, yeah. Go to hyken.com. H-Y-K-E-N.com. That's the best mm-hmm. place. You get my phone number. You can contact me through the website. You can learn more about what we do. Check out our videos or online virtual training. We got it all. Yeah, and I love I love following you on Twitter. You're one of the first things I look at when I wake up in the morning. I check out your... Ooh, that's what scary. Have, isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question, Shep. Um, well, I want to hear what else he was going to say about Twitter. He was getting ready yeah, to... Yeah, no, I, that's why I'm cutting him off. That's here. why That's why <laughs> I wasn't sure where he was going, and you Shep never knows. know. <laughs> no one knows where JG goes. Yeah, so here's a question. What are some of the challenges do you think companies have... Um, executing really great experiences. One of the biggest challenges is consistency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, and I think that's a, a, a word that encompasses, uh, or I guess the word would be, it's, it's symptomatic of a number of problems. If you don't hire the right people, I don't care how well you train them, your service is going to be nothing but inconsistent. Mm. So uh, you've got to start by hiring right, making sure you got people in the right mindset uh, that fit in with the culture, that have the right personality for your company, and then start training them. And not just once, you train them ongoing. Mm-hmm. Training isn't something you did, it's something you do. And I think <clears throat> you start to do that uh, consistently, and you constantly preach to your people what your service vision is. You give examples of different people in the organization delivering great service. You want to keep it front of mind. And when you start to do that, you start to create that consistent messaging, which turns out to be a consistent execution of service. So here, so that's very interesting and very relevant. In my past, where I worked for catalog companies... You're or, so young. <laughs> or currently working with uh, clients that do have call centers. Yes. The mm-hmm. call center um, is a beast. And I think part of it is you're paying people, not you, Shep, but what we've seen. It's almost like you know we underpay our educators. Teachers are not paid a lot of money. Terrible. Okay, now go to the call centers that have shifts of customer service representatives, if you will, and they're paid... <clears throat> You know, $12 an hour, $13 an hour. I mean, what are you expecting? I don't care how much you train. What are you expecting? What kind of loyalty, uh, retention, um, attracting good talent? Isn't that related? 
Yeah, it, it all is. But I mean, you look at the same thing at a bank. Who's the least expensive person that's paid? It's the teller who has the most uh, connection and interaction with a customer, the yeah. teller. Yep. So here's the thing. Yeah, these may not be the highest paid jobs in the world. They may be a job that moves them on to something else, ideally within the same company. But you hire the right people, you treat them right, you can create a culture where money is important, but not the most important thing. Think about what Disney has done. Very, very low paid compared to others in similar jobs. But man, the culture, these people love working there. They wouldn't give it up for the world. Right. Disney is giving a a form of payment that's non-monetary. It's in the form of a benefit, and that is the culture and the pride of working for an organization like that. So, but back to uh, back to the call center, the contact center. Many metrics that are used to measure the success of the people are not people focused. They're like, how much, how, how long did you spend on the call? Or actually, how short did you spend on a call? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> because time is money. How many yeah. calls can you get done an hour? Yeah. Where companies like American Express have incredible uh, experiences for their, for their people who work there. They're, uh, number one, they're measured by the success of the call, not by how long the call is. You know, they use something similar to the net promoter score. Actually, I think it may actually be an NPS survey that they use to score whether or not uh, this person who gets off the phone with one of their reps is happy. Uh, And that's important. They have all kinds of great amenities, if you will, or benefits by working at an American Express. I mean, if you start to read, you know, the things that they have on their campus for the people that work there, it's pretty pretty good and you'd say wow i'd want to work there too these are worth it so i can't tell you what they are today but i know what they were even a few years ago and i think you would say wow if we brought this into our company people would be banging down the doors to be able to uh, work here totally you know what it costs money to do that and that is a benefit uh that they give their employees uh in exchange for hard work at a reasonable rate yeah love it well shep it's been great having you on. We have on. to thank you. you Remind are... everybody again how to find you. Sure. It's hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N. But I don't want to leave until Jonathan tells me, hey, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I see is Shep. I, I need to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> you give me, a, a, and I and I tell you, I love following you on Twitter because I wake up and I, I read what you put out there and it motivates me. It inspires me to be well, better and to really treat people in the way that people want to be treated, and that is to elevate them, to leave them with valuable experiences. Love. Leave others valuable experiences. And that's what I get, my friend. Well, J.G., I've known you now since we were together in Strategic Coach years ago. You are one of those kinds of people that you get up and you you really care. You're you're a positive person. You're emotional. And, D., I know (laughs) if you're hanging around him, birds of a feather flock together. Absolutely, so, uh, Shep. Shep, thank you so much for joining <laughs> you, us friend. tonight. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. JG and I are coming right back. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered.
We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom is radio that resonates. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman. Hey, JG. Hey, hey, hey. What a hey, night. Hey. Shep Hyken, who we've had on the show, uh, if you're just tuning in, what an incredible, incredible man. Yeah. Smart. Very smart. Great books. And I, I would urge everybody, go check out some of his books. Go check out the website, hyken.com. Follow him on uh, social media, and you'll get some amazing wisdom from this fellow. Um, what and, he has done inside of companies is just tremendous. Yeah, in turning you know ordinary experiences into extraordinary experiences. And if you are just tuning in and you want to hear what you missed, go to the Gut Wisdom website, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, and download it so you can hear it. So, JG, how do we take some of the wisdoms that Shep shared in the business environment and create these extraordinary experiences with other people in our lives and not just in business as in customer service. There's a great book that I've learned a lot of lessons from. Mm, Which one? Do you remember Mark Sanborn, the author? Ah, the best. I love Mark Sanborn. He wrote a book called The Fred Factor. Yep. I remember the Fred Factor. When this first came out, this was a required reading. Mm -hmm. We did this as a group reading in our organization to learn lessons about how to be a Fred. Do you you know the story? So if I recall, I was very uh, touched by this book. Yes. I think it was a true story. Yes. So Fred (laughs) Fred was or is a mailman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, a local mailman and he would deliver the mail every day. And I think he noticed that uh, one of the homes that he was delivering mail to either the person wasn't home or he just he went above and beyond is the point of the story. Exactly. And more than the customer expected, more than the human expected in terms of the human experience. There's nothing that this guy needed to do. He wasn't getting paid extra to do anything more for somebody else. And the whole theory is, are you a Fred? Yeah, what he did, what he managed to do, and if you read, uh, I think I think Mark came out with a second book called Fred Factor Two Mm -hmm. Two Yeah, but he talks about you know number one going beyond what's expected of you. Right, right. That's one thing. Um, doing ordinary things in an extraordinary way, mm-hmm. right? Being a person who loves, I mean, just is passionate about their job and someone who cares about people. That's what I would call the top three or four items on the Fred checklist. And the mailman, I mean, he was so passionate about his job. He knew if you weren't home, he would take the box you know, the mail that would be, Correct. That would come, he would hold it till you come back. Uh, if it was raining out, how many times have you come home and your mail's outside and it's wet because either you don't have a mailbox or, or whatever? Right. I mean, many times we've come home from a trip and I see boxes sitting outside. I'm like, why didn't the mailman just open the door? Wasn't his wasn't his job. Not my job, right. Exactly. I have to, I have to run to the next job yeah. and drop off a package. And Fred would take the package and he'd put it in between the door so that the box would remain dry. Right. So taking the principles. Right. Right. Taking the principles of the Fred factor, yep. taking the principles that Shep Hyken was sharing with us earlier in the show, 
taking it out of the business environment, taking it out of the job. Just making a little extra effort. With people, just generally speaking. Yeah. This could be for your friends, your siblings, your family. It could be for, and we hope, a stranger. The points are, everything is built on relationships. Mm. Life is about relationships. Yes. Not transactions. Right. right? And also knowing everyone Wherever you're from, background, location, makes absolutely no difference. Every single person has the ability to make a difference in somebody else's life. And again, this has nothing to do with work. Creating value for other people, leaving other people with valuable experiences, how you show up doesn't cost any money. Right. Value. Right. And that's the whole point in the book is it doesn't have to cost money. That's one of the points. Right. And creating value is how do they perceive value? It's not how what you value. Right. It's what other people value. And you're, that's why it's important when you're dealing with colleagues, friends, employees, employers, customers, really understanding what they want. How do they want to be communicated with? What do they expect? And going the extra mile mm-hmm. to really deliver it the way they want. It's about enhancing lives, how you enrich another person's life. Right. How often do you work with somebody and you dread walking into their office? You know, there, there are definitely people in your life that you dread seeing or you're going to the holiday party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Thanksgiving. I, I know of Thanks- thinking of. Wait, what month are you in? I'm thinking of Thanksgiving it's that March we had. March 4th. I know Thanksgiving. And, I mean, we could say every day right, is Thanksgiving, but I'm, JJ. In my life, every day is Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I went to a Thanksgiving party, and I was like, oh, I don't want to see that person. Every time I see them, they drag me down. Right. But then there are those people that you see them, and they create, you know, as Shep would say, a moment of magic. Yes. You know, excitement. You're so excited to see them. How you doing? What's up? How's life? All of these great things that you know you're going to have a very positive experience. So, Well, if you think the, about... Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, it's okay. Think about the elements of customer service, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Unhappy... You've been an unhappy consumer God knows how many times. Right, and, and, I've and been, I go right to Twitter for that. <laughs> oh, I know you do. And they write you right back. But the point is, when we're unhappy as consumers... We are hoping when we call up that the other person on the other end of the phone understands our point of view. That is no different when we're not being a consumer, right? When we're in a relationship sure, and we've got an issue and we want to bring it up, what are we hoping to have happen first? That the other person understands our point of view. Exactly. So go back to the Uber CEO. Here he is. He's in the back of the cab, right? Mm -hmm. We watched that video together a number of times. What are the, I mean, besides that, as you said, he needs leadership lessons. What would we recommend to somebody like that? Because here he is, he's in a situation. He's got a driver who's upset. Right. Visually, verbally upset with what has happened within the company. So here you are. You're going to coach, right? Give us some practical, simple, simple, doable things that you would tell the CEO to do. I will, and I'm telling that CEO now if he's listening, put yourself, use a little empathy and acknowledge what that person who was upset was saying and feeling. Instead of 
turning it and saying there are some people that, you know, just don't own things. Well, in fact, he wasn't owning any part of the problem. Sure. So there's empathy that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. There was accountability that wasn't there. Right. If you're trying to have a culture of accountability, if you're trying to be a person who's accountable and not a victim and not pointing fingers. So there's a lot of lessons in there. You know, at the end of the day, again, this show, Gut Wisdom, you know, from the beginning, from day one, and, and we haven't been on that long, but gut wisdom is all about wisdoms that are appropriate from the playground to the boardroom. So when we're talking about customer service tonight, it's the principles of service in business, sure, but it's also how you show up as an individual. Mm -hmm. For example, deliver what you promise. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody, I'm going to be there at such and such time, show up and be responsible so you can be relied upon. Yeah. That's all, That's in life, that's in business, same thing, mm -hmm. right? Shep even, I love what Shep said, say please and thank you. I mean, what so a, many basic little things that we forget in life. And being responsive, yeah. right? Whether it's with the people that you work with, mm -hmm. live with in yes. your life, follow up, be responsive. You know, if somebody asks you something, don't wait, I don't know, hours to get back to somebody. Take the time. Acknowledge. Exactly. How many times we say that to employees that we work with that get upset? You know, clients will call them, customers will call them and say, hey, you never responded to the message we sent you. And it was, they don't know that you got the message, number one. Number two, they don't know that you're working on it, mm -hmm. right? Until maybe a week later you would call and say, hey, I resolved the matter. They want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged. So going that extra step, yeah. taking it off their plate and saying, hey, I got it. I'll take care of it. I'll be back to you. Right. That's what people want. People want exactly that golden rule. People want to be treated. If you have a problem and you're upset and you had a bad experience with a company, right? Sure. Or their customer service rep or whatever. Right. And we've all had that. Right. Well- you know how you want to be treated, so totally. why wouldn't you treat other people that way? And what happens is when people get upset, it creates drama in the workplace. It drama. creates drama. It creates drama at home. Yes. What's drama, JG? I don't know. What is drama? I'm trying to think of the acronym. D-R- No, the, oh. I don't have an acronym. Actually, oh. we should I create usually, one. I usually create something. You love acronyms. <laughs> no, drama is a dynamic that has to do with victims bullies and heroes and we all play those roles at any given time whether it's in business in right. life and you know who needs drama and we have our book coming out all about how to obliterate it yes yeah, say, no say no to drama yes if you'd like a free copy uh, please email me, dk at gutwisdom.com. Uh, it should be printed this week. I'm very, very excited about that. We all have the power. We all have the power to make a difference in other people's lives, yeah. to turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. How have you done that? Give, give us an example. I just put JG on the spot. I want you to know. Yeah, listeners. and I'm turning red, and I didn't have a donut yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think we go the ex uh, well. You, you always me. We go, go the, the extra, extra mile. mile. We try to follow up. We try to do the right thing. You always we, follow up. You wow, follow up. You're on my side today. Well, I think one of the things that you are exceptional at Ooh, is being tell me. responsive. Yes. Okay. You what else? You follow up. What else? You're very grateful. You're appreciative mm. inside your company with your customers. Remember, we're on air, Deirdre. Oh. 
this is recorded. You're right. <laughs> this will okay. go down in the books. Let, but let's, anyways, uh, enough. You know, no more blowing smoke. You know, yes. for J for JG. Um, do you know what we have going on next week? No. What? Come on, you know. I give up. It's our first live gut wisdom event. Wow. And we have so far over seventy business leaders. Coming to the CBS studio, by the way. So be prepared. We have to get enough food for everybody. And it, that show next week, is what we, we're, we want to focus on insights from business leaders, wisdoms from business owners, um, all different industries. We want them to pay forward a wisdom for all of us to learn from. So next week, it's going to be super cool. It's going to be a live event. All of these business owners... Maybe we'll have a panel of experts. I don't know. We have to figure out what we're doing, but it's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, that's next week. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a huge event. And could you sound a little more excited, JJ? I'm so excited. I am pumped. Come on. You're like fading out, man. Come on. Saturday night. What do you need a donut for a little sugar? I need a little sugar boost, definitely. Uh But what a great show. So we had, we spoke about the Fred Factor. We spoke about Shep, customer service. And again, we, we are really all about paying it forward and yes. giving our wisdoms. Yes. So what other wisdoms do we have? Patience. Mm-hmm. Pause. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about how you react to a situation. I mean, I know Hit for myself button. when I have a bad experience and I've had a couple, you know, I was just in California this week, by the way, with an incredible company. Um, some bad customer service experiences along the way. So I try to control the rage with a pause button. You know, I'd say that's a wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah. What else? Come on, JG. We've got a few more minutes before we have to go. I think the key is really just treating people like they want to be treated. Exactly. With respect. Yeah. So we want to thank everybody tonight for listening to Gut Wisdom. We appreciate your feedback. Keep it coming. Email me at dk at gutwisdom.com. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes, we've done everything from bully bosses to culture vultures, emotional intelligence. Uh, communication, verbal and nonverbal. You can find those episodes on the website, the Gut Wisdom website, or you can find it on iTunes or Play.it. Next week, we've got a live event. Thanking everybody for listening. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom. JG? Radio that resonates. Thank you.